Hello, everyone, and welcome back to Bears on Tap. Took a week off. Feels like a million, but I feel like a million bucks. The Bears have a hundred million. They got the number one draft pick. We're waiting to see, you know, what the suitors were. We're kind of like, you know, that girl at the end of the night in the club trying to find out which guy she's going home with. We're trying to find out which draft picks we're going home with and which players we're going to pick up in the draft. And I'm so excited about this time of the year. But Q, we got some fun stuff planned for today. How have you been, my guy? I've been doing good, man. Just grinding the film, as always. Trying to, uh, I think I'm up to 90 prospects watched almost entirely in the trenches. So I'm, I'm just grinding. Oh, yeah. No, I already know you You love living in the trenches. And it's a, it's a thing that we have to attack this year. Offensive line, defensive line. I wouldn't even hate to see, you know, the extension of the, the offensive trenches added to maybe a depth tight end for this roster. Someone that I'm not saying Colt Komet needs a break because give him as many snaps and as many targets as he needs. But we do need a second tight end option. So I wouldn't hate that as well. But it's a good draft for it. Well, it, it very well is. Yeah. I uh, I got Laporta in one of my mocks. It's mock draft season where everyone just does their mocks. Shout out to all the people that have been doing Quentin's model, figuring out which free agents and which draft uh, players that you want to get. But, yeah, it's speculation season. Um, as you see in my name, it's JF Warner. Go fuck yourself. Everyone right now has been – you know what I'm saying, though? Like, I don't want to yeah. see – the Justin Fields trade discourse anywhere. I'll, I guess I'll just address it at the top and then we'll get into all the fun stuff. But like, I think it's mad that we're sitting here and a portion of our fan base and a portion of the national media and even some of our own media members are sitting here and saying it's time to trade Justin Fields for so that we can go and get yet like another player that, yeah, they had a great college career, right? CJ Stroud looked great in college. Bryce Young looked great in college. I'm not going to say Will Levis look great in college, but if we draft Will Levis, like, I'll never be a Bears fan again. Like, I will just not watch the NFL. But Justin Fields is our quarterback. We have not put an ample enough of weapons, like wide receivers, tight ends, and running backs, and we're not even going to pay Monty, which is something that we'll probably talk about today because the running back situation may be up in arms. But the way I look at it is, is like, we need to rally behind Justin Fields. If he's not it by the end of his contract, he'll be gone. But we're not paying him that much money. We don't need to go after another quarterback. Let's give Justin Fields his go at this. Let's give him the receivers. Let's give him a line. And let's give him a a good – I'm not going to say we're going to get the the top ten defense, but at least a good enough defense because I think the main focus for these teams when it comes – or when the the Bears go into free agency is they're going to attack a lot of offensive line, wide receivers, and tight ends. I think it will be a like 60-40 offense as far as this this offseason goes. Yeah, I'm kind of man, I'm split on that. Like I this draft feels so stacked in the O-line and D-line to me that it's just like man, I wish free agency had better skill position guys. You know, cuz this draft I feel like you can get 3-4 starters in the trenches. Yeah, And the Bears are going to be picking four or five times in the top 100 picks. You know, like with the trade down, they're well, going to have a ton of picks to get quality players. And I would and, I would like to uh, make a quick announcement as the leader of the Chase Claypool fan club. With the trade down, like you said, Quinn said trade down, the Claypool the pick is rejuvenated, okay? Get off my boy's back. <laughs> get off his back now. Yeah. Well, I mean, they could have had another. But. Yes. Fine. Don't say that. <laughs> Continue. I'm sorry. I didn't mean to cut you off. Oh, you're good. Like, man, like, and it, it almost it hits a point for me where it's like, I mean, I'm they're gonna go after a right tackle, right? They're gonna go after McGlinchey or McGarry or I mean Orlando Brown's not gonna hit the market, but they're gonna go after one of those two. I'm pretty sure, and they'll probably get one of them, which like is great, but at the same time. I'm sitting here going, man, I'd rather have Darnell Wright or Matt Bergeron than either of them, you know? And it's like, it's that, it's that tough spot because, and then it's like, yeah, you could take Bergeron and play him at left tackle, but then you're going to kick Braxton Jones inside, which I'm generally okay with, but like also some people might not be okay with that. Well, didn't he? 
people at Hallis Hall because they liked the way that he played. I was going to say, didn't he grade out as like the highest graded for his position this year on PFF? Or like how up there? He was up there. He, or among rookies, yeah. Among rookies, okay. Yeah. Like he was he was up there with the best. But if I'm being honest, I, I think that's heavily dictated by the fact that Bears ran the ball a lot. Bears oh. didn't do much drop back passing. You know, I mean, you can only grade what's on the tape. And if the tape is all play action and running the football, that's what that's what you're you're grading. You know, (laughs) it's 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 it. The curve here is a little different. You know, it's like earlier this offseason or like I think it was actually still during the season, but it felt like the offseason. I compared it to the PFF grades to uh, taking, you know, calculus because you're an engineering major in college to algebra two in high school i took neither you might have gotten an a in algebra two but that don't mean jack about your ability to do calculus as an engineer you know like yeah. and that's what your te- your the grading system's the same teacher's going to give you an a in here but you might get a c once you go up and start playing in the kansas city offense or a d or you know it's like it, it changes once you're dropping back that much the assignments change. I mean, Q, you are talking to a man that still uses a calculator to, <laughs> to check his over-unders in basketball. So, like, I math, – <laughs> math gives me hell. So, I'm a big math guy. But I think one thing, too, that really needs to be addressed. So, yeah, if, if you're not on the Justin Fields train, like, I had, to, I had to bring out the jersey, had to show some support. That's my quarterback. I'll go to war for that guy. Like, also, too – Fuck Dan Weederer, or no, it wasn't Dan Weederer. Well, also, Dan Weederer is kind of an asshole. But uh, Joe Colley Sports, the guy that was like Justin Fields doesn't work hard. He was like sucking Kenny Pickett dry because Kenny Pickett posted a work because Kenny Pickett's social team posted a workout video from his Twitter. Like, is that what we're really grading quarterbacks on in the offseason? Like, if you think Justin Fields is sitting up in his room right now playing Call of Duty, eating Cheetos, you're crazy. Like, Justin Fields is working out every day. He's probably at some point going to get together with his receivers in the offseason. The narrative that maybe he's not a hard worker or maybe he doesn't want it bad enough also needs to go. We need to rally behind this kid. But in between all the tangents, you did get some support. Scott from Iowa, he said, Buckus, I love that you are so obsessed in Thank reference you. to your uh, to your film study. <laughs> and then Lop says, what's good, my guys? Lop, you have put in a lot of work this last week. Thank you for so- all all that you do. I got, uh, I didn't run this before you pre-show, but aside from the thing I did run by you, I got, I got a couple, would you rather scenarios for you? If, if you're cool with running, I'll, through do some, them. I'll do some, would you rather I'm always down for that. I got one more comment though, that I want to get to before we, st- before we do yeah. those. But, uh, so Scott again, so Alan hurts and Tua all struggled until they got all pro talent, put around them. Anyone want to trade Justin Fields should just move around. Shut up. God. <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> I didn't see that last part. But Scott from Iowa is always unfiltered. Um, <laughs> as you saw, my tone went down. I have no hate for anyone except for uh, the, the state of Detroit Mercy for not scoring enough points tonight. But that's, on, that's on me. Oh, that's did my, they not? I think I was on them. I took I – took, uh, Wait, did they win or cover? No, this is a Bears above. podcast. Not yeah, a podcast. none of the above and the under hit. I took the over. It's awful. But um, – one thing, too, if you go back to the offensive side of the ball, we got to address it right away. The David Montgomery situation. He was down at the Super Bowl. He said, like, dude, he basically said, I want to be a bear for life. And, like, what are we doing? Are we going to extend Monty, or are we about to lose the running back that has been the staple of our offense for the last five years? I don't think he's coming back. I mean, maybe he is. Uh, like like I wouldn't be shocked if they wanted to reward a guy who's put in the work and it's just, it's going to be a question of where his price tag is and what other teams are willing to go to. And yeah. this is a, this is a bad year to be a free agent running back. I mean, it is well, got a lot of options on the yeah. market. You have Jacobs. a stacked draft class. This running yeah. back draft class is absolutely stacked. Like there, there are guys who I would, I would consider, Keep, like having over Monty in the fourth round, third round, like area, just because they're going to be so much cheaper 
and under contract long term and younger. I mean, I, now, I think that's the brutal side of the business, but I think that is what it is. I gotta, I gotta ask you: Do we are we going back to the well that is the two lane green wave for that fourth round running back? In most of my box. Is that who you're thinking of? In the most of my box, is a bear. I literally, I literally got the uh, Forte jersey like dry hanging in the room next to me because I wore it last week for some odd reason because I'm just a Bears guy. But, um, dude, that'd be sick. But or uh, the kid out of East Carolina, I take a lot in my mocks too. Keaton Mitchell. Yeah, Keaton Mitchell. Oh well, why would you expect him to go to the Bears because he got drafted to the USFL this week? I saw oh, that. I saw that, and I'm like. And then I start doing research, and I'm looking at some of the guys, and I'm like, oh, wow, they're probably just drafting the rights if something goes wrong, which is cool. But, like, yo, somebody else should probably get that spot, you know? Yeah. Kind of brutal. But, um, yeah, so if you look at it from your perspective, let's say hypothetically speaking, which definitely won't happen, so I don't know why I'm even asking. Say the Bears don't get any running backs at all in the draft, and they don't sign Monty. Who's the free agent that you want if it comes to that? I mean, Saquon Barkley is interesting. Let me put it that way. Like, I, I don't I, – I can't say that I want him because I don't want to pay a running back what they would have to pay. But there is a point here where it's like well, – Daniel Jones is asking for $45 million a year. There's not enough money in there. I mean – I think the Giants have – I think they actually might have enough money. It's like they can't tag him. They yeah. can't tag him because they're going to have to tag Jones unless they come to an agreement with Jones before the tag deadline. That'd be so, insane. That'd be insane. He's the biggest reason why they got to the playoffs this year, Saquon Barkley. And it's just like, you know, I'm I'm fully aware of the analytics discussions and, like, tend to agree with them of, like, you know, don't pay running backs big money. I think we're seeing Zeke in Dallas – be a great example of why you don't yeah. right now. They're they're in a real pickle because of that contract. But the Bears have enough money to burn that they can structure a contract where they can get out of it in two, three years and have one of the most explosive players in the NFL next to Saquon Barkley. I was like, which way are you going with this? I was I was waiting to fill in the blanks for you. Oh, shit, I moved my whole laptop. But I was waiting to fill in the blanks for you because I'm like, well, yeah, Saquon's electric. Justin Fields is electric. Uh, Alop said Josh Jacobs. That'd be another yeah. good option. But I Jacobs think would be an interesting probably one too. cheaper. He'd probably be cheaper than Saquon. And but Tony Pollard, if the Cowboys can't keep him, I think Tony Pollard's at the top of my list. Lop said that yeah. too. You and a lop are on the same page right now. There's a lot of talent I mean, out there. I was, so I was looking because my co-host on uh, Shaving Points is a big Cowboys fan, like lifelong diehard Cowboys fan. We were looking through after after our show last night some of uh, some of the Cowboys cap situation. They're in a tough spot, man. Like I mean, they're probably going to have to restructure Dak, but if they don't restructure Dak. They're at like six million in cap space and no place else to really save. Cooked. And we saw what happened to them after they played a real, you know, a real playoff team in the playoffs. Yeah. So I don't know. I I'm aboard the Saquon train. I'm a Saquon guy. Um and yeah, I, 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 I legitimately hate the idea of paying a running back that just because it's hard to especially running back who's had injury issues. I have a really hard time with that, but like also he's just going to be the best offensive playmaker that you can sign at any position this off season. And the bears are just desperate for offensive playmakers. I think one that makes maybe more sense, because I think the giants will probably do anything in their power to get Saquon back. I think the one that makes the most sense would be Josh Jacobs. Because you got the disgruntled relationship with the Raiders, uh, he, you know, he, you saw his media at the end of the season, and he's yeah, not, he's gone. he's not, yeah, he's not like a bad guy or an asshole by any means. He's just fed up, and he wants to get out of Las Vegas. Which, after a couple, two, three days or two, three years, you really want to just get out of Las Vegas, no matter what the situation is. But yeah, dude, I think Josh Jacobs is possibly the most realistic, but. Like you said, if there is an opportunity to get Saquon Barkley in this offense, I don't know how you pass it up if the price is right, you know? 
Yeah, so with Jacobs, the thing that the thing that slows me down on him, and I mean he just put up an incredible season. Absolutely. But like year before in twenty twenty one, four yards a carry. 870 yards year before that 3.9 yards a carry he was good as a rookie so then like what happened in 2020 and 2021 like if i'm if i'm a gm i want i want more details on why 2020 and 2021 were not the same as his rookie year well wait john green i mean it's possible i'm not saying because it's really a different it's a different offense but yeah. I mean to throw John Gruden under the bus like that, but I mean he offense. did he did well with Gruden as a rookie. It's true. Like I just I just want answers is really all I'm all I'm saying. Scott but, saying three years, twenty two mil for Monty compared to four for fifty for Saquon. Give me Monty. See, day. but really, when I'm looking at that though, I'm seeing for Monty two years, probably twelve mil. And for because like what once you where you you know you cut out the fat and that's what the contract probably is right yeah versus um the numbers for Saquon it's probably three years like thirty six maybe thirty six or two either two or three a lot of these contracts now are really looking at two years and well running back injuries happen every week. They happen every week, and then you throw yeah. a guy that's prone in, in there. It's it's brutal, but yeah, it's like if we don't re-sign Monty, I mean, I'll per, I'll, I'll probably be a little disappointed because I feel like they didn't even give him a send off. That's a guy that every week went to war for a terrible organization, oh. a terrible team, and it's just like it, it'll suck. But maybe you know, maybe the grass is a little greener on the other side, whether it's the draft or free agency at running back. But it's just an awful situation altogether. Yeah, so i i have to, I'd have to think that with Saquon, you're talking like ten mil per year, like that he's really getting for two to three years, maybe maybe two years, twenty five mil, versus Monty at two years, twelve mil. And I mean, at that point, it it, it all comes down to the structure. When can you get out of the contract? And if Saquon's contract is going to be hard to get out of, it becomes a no deal. But if it's two year deal, at the end of the day, then that's easy. Dude, me. we have to just go full Madden off season and just go scorched earth and just spend every dollar in the account and just <laughs> hope that Ryan Poles wakes up before nine o'clock this uh, draft season to find the right guys. But Let's hit your hypotheticals, and then let's get into our our build our build a bear exercise. Build a bear. Okay. <laughs> so, option one, and all these options, it's wide receiver, offensive tackle, defensive lineman. So, option one is T. Higgins, Paris Johnson, and Isaiah Foskey. Stop. I'm just <laughs> kidding. Keep going. <laughs> or, if you know me, you know the joke behind that because Foskey's my guy but option two Alan Lazard Matthew Bergeron and Jalen Carter you had to ask me because there's an ND guy involved (laughs) due to actually I'm actually back on the Jalen Carter train yeah um for reasons that are not football uh you you heard about what he did last year right yeah with the the walk-on yeah, Todd McShay or whoever. I think it was McShay. McShay is the, holding the a major out. That's absolute bullshit. That's comments. bullshit. Yeah. And the same way as Justin Fields, the first out of the building. You know? Yeah, that's funny. Remember, that, for all we know, that was Ryan Pace putting that out there, trying to make him drop. <laughs> yeah, the only one that I know is true is Mitch did ask for the TVs and Alice Hall to be turned off. But other than that, I just think that, yeah, if you get a chance to get Jalen Carter – because we're going to trade, right? We're going to trade. Quarterbacks will probably be selected. If we can get the number four pick and st- or like five pick and still get Jalen Carter, you got to. But yeah. I, I hate I, – I just think it's – unless you have confirmed proof that a guy is a character issue guy or like just not, not a captain or whatever, you know what I'm saying? Like not up to your standards. 
then maybe you could put something out there. But a guy that was buying meals for an entire calendar year for a walk-on player at Georgia, on top of being probably the best football player uh, on the defensive line in this draft, I won't say overall, but the best defensive lineman in this draft, put him on the Bears. That's a guy that I want. Yeah. I mean, I'm right there with you. I've been driving huh? that train yeah. since uh, December. But Well, I know you have. I know you have. And All right. So this is kind of like going to like a, the eye doctor where it's like one or two, two or three. So now we're going to go to two or three. So you chose Alan Lazard, Matt Bergeron, and Jalen Carter. Option three, Josh Downs, Mike McGlinchey, and Will Anderson. Yeah, I think I'm still going to because you get Lazard proven production in the NFL. It's also a middle finger to the Packers if he does well. That would just be hilarious. I would love yeah. to dance on their grave about that. Because also, if you saw this week, Amos didn't re-sign. And then I know Ber I trust your judgment on Bertrand. I've seen a little bit of him, but definitely not his whole clip. And, yeah, back at Jalen Carter, that's just a dude. But I will say this. Uh, I saw Josh Downs play live last year, Notre Dame, North Carolina, in South Bend. It was like a 50-43 to 43 shootout, absolutely insane game. The guy is a phenomenal receiver. I just worry about us attacking only like the smaller receivers. Like I want us mm -hmm. to get, I want us to get a more possession guy. And I think Lazard gives you that a little bit more. He's not huge, but he's got a little bit more size to him than Downs. And then, yeah, you really put me between a rock and a hard place with two Notre Dame. You put McGlinchey on the third one and you put <laughs> Foskey on the first one. And I, I am powerless over my love for Notre Dame, but I did not pick a, a Notre Dame group. All right, so now, so you chose option two, still sticking with option two. So now we're going to go to option four. Quentin Johnson, Caleb McGarry, and Mozzie Smith. Now you're pitting my love of Quentin Johnson against me, too. This is actually, <laughs> this is an incredible exercise. Yeah, I, I got to stick to my guns, dude. You get Jalen Carter, you get, Maybe he made a Pro Bowl. The Pro Bowl is not even real anymore, so that doesn't count. But a guy that's productive in the NFL in Lazard. And uh, Matthew Bergeron just sounds like an offensive lineman. Yeah, so, he just feels like a bear to me. That's yeah. one of the reasons I like him, man, just because he can who's play your, like any position. Who's your group? Um, Let's go through option five first, and I'll tell you. Holy the last shit. One. You keep opening trap doors. <laughs> I thought you were only going to do so, two, bro. So far, we've stuck with Alan Lazard, Matt Bergeron, and Jalen Carter. Option five is Jackson Smith and Jigba, Darnell Wright, and Marcus Davenport. In the Saints? Yep. The whole idea here was one free agent and two, two draft picks in the top 50. Um... You can't, you know, in the same sentence say Alan Lazard over Jackson Smith and Jacob. But I think <laughs> the the sum of the parts on team two is still what I'll stay with. But only because there's so much depth at the end and at receiver in case. Because I think even if Lazard is a guy that you want to go after, I think this is maybe a two wide receiver free agent. Slash draft. Like, I think we'll probably pick yeah. up two at least. But those are some good ones. All right. Who did you pick? Because I know, I know. I'm, I'm on the same as you. Option two. Option right? five with Smith and Jigba, Wright and Davenport is the that's closest. A, that's a trap door. One. Me. Or maybe I love Mozzie Smith. So the Quentin Johnson, McGarry, Mozzie Smith one is close for me. But option two is the winner just because. As I'm, I and I started thinking of this idea is because I've, I've been doing so many mock drafts lately, and it's like there are just so many tackles who I like through like pick 60, probably even 70 in the mocks, 70 to 80 range in the mocks. And there's so many defensive ends I really like too, but there's only a handful of three techs and not many wide receivers. So, like, getting a three-tech or a wide receiver at the top of the draft is important to me here because I, I have no other route to get those guys that 
I think are real game changers. Yeah, so to if me, you it's don't like get one of those two. If you don't end up getting one of the marquee receivers, you have to get them in the draft. Yeah. We cannot and we, we cannot go we cannot go into next season with Darnell Mooney, Chase Claypool, and Equinamia St. Brown. Yeah. That's just that's we're, we're doing Justin Fields no favors, you know? Yeah. And then Bears fans will be like, he's not good because he has no one fucking throw to. Yeah. But I still love Darnell uh, Mooney, but and Chase Claypool and obviously EQ, but like for fuck's sake, like if we want it. This is what it looks like. This is what it reminds me of. Justin Fields. You ever seen the meme of like the Ferrari underneath the carport? It's just like a, a muggy day, like yeah. carport. It's like if you own a Ferrari, bro, you have to have a garage. You have to have somewhere that said Ferrari can stay. You can't like live in an apartment complex like me, right? And park your Ferrari at the apartment complex. That's just not the the rules of <laughs> conduct for a Ferrari. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So why the fuck would we have a quarterback and not give him what he wants? Hopefully, yeah. Poles is that dude. You and gotta I'm, give him something. <laughs> I'm willing. I'm willing to change and take back every bad thing I've ever said about Ryan Poles if he gets it right this offseason. Because there's an argument to be made that it's the biggest offseason in all of Bears history. Number one draft pick, hundred million dollars. Saying goodbye to the uh, I was about to say the state, but the city of Chicago and getting a mega facility that you can host the Super Bowl and create so much more revenue and own on your own. As the oldest franchise in the NFL, you should probably own your stadium that you play in by now. We don't. So it is a monumental time for Bears fans, for the organization, for the players that are currently on the roster that are going to stick with us and all of the new Bears that we're going to see this offseason. There's going to be a lot, but I just, yeah, we have to get it right. And when we do, we're going to be shaking champagne on the on the, on the the live stream. Hopefully after, dude, I don't, I don't know how long we'll have to have the podcast to to get one Super Bowl. Like, we've, we've had it for four years, and we have no playoff wins. And I honestly, I want to do a Sabre metrics, like go back and look. Like what the Bears' record is during the time since Bears on tap has been on the air, because I promise you, there's been a lot more loss recaps than wins. So, yeah, hundred percent. No, uh, <laughs> I, I forgot. Uh, you, that I thought of something in there. And oh, you're good. Got distracted I just, <laughs> and I went off. That's my bad. <laughs> um, let's see. So, a lot says a lot one option one. He also said it's lying season. These insiders are pushing narratives for GMs, so players drop. Um, also, just don't get your information from Benjamin Albright. Um, Alop said Matt Bergeron. I like that. That actually has a good ring to it, uh, Matt Bergeron. But let's get to our Build-A-Bear. Let's build our Bears through the draft. We posted a graphic on the Twitter that Quentin uh, created I kind of beveled it a little bit. I I, I made it oh, a I think little it bit. Sick. Is that sick yeah, or I, what? I think I, I just realized. <laughs> I think I just realized in my rush of this. I think uh, I made it too easy. No, yeah, I beveled it so like the bear is a little bit orange. Right? Yeah, I was like, I'm gonna do a little edit to it, and I was literally yeah, just looking no, at the safe. the Twitter filters. I am no expert, but I do know that that bear fox. So, with that right. being said. Quinn has put together a build the best bears draft with $15. I'm going to run through the list and I'm going to run through the prices because obviously we don't. Could you pull the graphic up? I needed five positions in here for $15 because I think it's two because you can do like two $5 ones and then still have enough money to get like a two and a three at 15. Okay. Let me see. Again, remember, the guy that adds up his totals when he does a basketball bet is now in control. Just yet to give me a second. So I think I was rushing through to get this out, and then I was like, I think I, well, I, got, I got the numbers well, a little. Well, for, for the exercise, you don't always have to spend the whole $15, though. You know what I'm saying? Sometimes right. it just doesn't work out that way. But if No, so, I just meant like I can get Jalen Carter and Will Anderson and still get other stuff. Yeah, no. So, yeah, it's a sicko exercise, but <laughs> all intents and purposes, it's getting a lot of traction. 713 views, and we just started a half hour ago. So, if you looked at it already, shout we'll out. Ride you. with it. Yeah, we love you. Uh, but it is build the best Bears draft with $15. So, 
By position, uh, the four positions that are available are interior defensive line, edge rusher, offensive tackle, and wide receiver. And then you have prices ranging from $5 all the way down to one. So in the $5 category at interior defensive line, it's Jalen Carter. The $4 or the $4 price for interior defensive line is Brian Brees. The $3 interior Brizzy. defensive or Brizzy, my bad. Um, the three, the $3 one is this one's definitely going to put me in a, in a blender. Uh, Kalisha Cansey. Did I get that right? Kalisha. Oh, Kalisha. Right, okay. right there. As you all know, I'm not the name guy. And then $2, Keanu Benton. And then $1, the guy from Northwestern. Adetamwa, Adetamwa. <laughs> yeah, I'm sorry, Johnny. But... I've been practicing that one in the mirror. <laughs> all right, hold on. Let's do it. Adetamwa, Adetamwa. I did it. Not bad. Yeah, not bad. The okay. longer you think about it, the easier it gets. But the longer you Again, think it, the harder it gets. If this is your first episode of the show, I add up my totals when I bet a basketball over, and I cannot pronounce names for the fucking life of me. But at edge, five dollar guy is Will Anderson. Four dollar guy is Miles Murphy. Three dollar guy is Keon White, Georgia Tech. Two dollar guy is Zach Harrison, and one dollar guy is Mike Morris at tackle. $5 guy is Paris Johnson. $4 guy is Peter Skaronsky, another Northwestern guy. Uh, $3 guy is Darnell Wright. And $2 guy is Quinn's guy, Matthew Bergeron. And then $1 is Wanya Morris. At receiver, you have Quinn Johnson for $5, Jackson Smith and Jigba for 4 Josh Downs for 3 Parker Washington for 2 and Xavier Hutchinson for Quinn, since I I did the last one first, you go first this time. Okay. So I'm going Jalen Carter, $5. And I think we should run through this twice, once at $15 and once at $10. And we can send out a fresh one that says $10 is like a reply. If you want more of a challenge. Just get real stingy with it. So for the $15 one, Jalen Carter. And then I'm taking Quentin Johnson because, like I was saying earlier, there are receiver. only a handful of receivers in this class who really do it for who are like that. Or actually, you know what? I might go Smith and Jigba. Yeah, and that's 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 an Ohio State guy too. But he didn't. He didn't. I don't know if he played with Fields. Maybe he got a year or so. A little him, bit. But, they practiced yeah. together, but they, it, I think he caught like two passes Fields last year at Ohio State or something like that. He yeah, just him, he's like, Carter, Jackson Smith and Jigba. So that puts me at nine dollars. So I have six dollars to spare. Edge and Zach Harrison at edge. Uh, so that puts me at eleven. I got four bucks left. Give me Darnell Wright, and I'm I'm leaving a dollar on the table. Give a little tip. Just leave a tip for yeah. the waitress. I like. I I just with Skaronsky, I just I. He's a Packers fan, dude. I think he's a really really good football player, and I think he's going to make an incredible guard in the NFL. I just don't. That there every time I've watched his tape, there are just three or four plays Each where game. I he is he just gets wrecked by length, and I do not think that is something that gets better in the NFL. <laughs> no. Um, and at the you know at the college level, you can hide those three or four plays, but I think once he gets to the next level, on an island, he's gonna he's gonna see some trouble there with it, and it's like. Again, it might be he'll be a solid tackle, but I don't think he's going to be a great tackle. And for that price, I think Darnell Wright could be a really, really good right tackle. All right, let me uh, pull the list up and see who I'm going with. So, I'm going to be the Quinn Johnson guy. But he's not my, at least not like the first one, but he's a $5 guy, so I'm also taking I'm Carter. So I'll go Carter and Johnson. Five. So that's five and five up to ten. And then I have to get an edge and a tackle with the remaining five. And we go Keon White at edge for three dollars. I am not going to leave a tip. I'm gonna get Matthew Bergeron with the other two. There you go. Just fifteen even. I like it. Two two five stars, two blue chippers, two guys that are you know, solidified first round guys and then Keon White and Matthew Bergeron who like could you imagine if if any variation of 
these like four guys, like at each of these positions, ended up all on the Bears. Like that would be insane. Um, there's a, there's a path to it, maybe. Yeah. Um, to, to some of the combos, like if if the Bears were to trade down with the Seahawks or the Lions and take both their first round picks this year, you could see them getting potentially like a Will Anderson or Tyree Wilson, I think, at six or five. Potentially not not a lock by any means. You'd need a lot of luck. And then Paris Johnson or Qu- definitely Quinton Johnson, I think, you could get with their second pick. Maybe not definitely, but again, you need a lot of luck. But like, there yeah. is a way to this, to that. I think. But let's roll through it at ten dollars. This is the one that's more fun, more a little more difficult, a little sicko. Yeah. All right, go ahead. Um, so, I think, I think I got to start with Jalen Carter. Like, I just look at these names. The difference between Carter. To Brzee, Canty, Benton, and Adebuare is just it, it's it's a entire house, you know. Well, quite literally by the contract too. Like if we want to get technical, the house will be a lot bigger. Yeah, yeah. Um, and like I see that some in edge rusher, like the drop off from Will Anderson to like Miles Murphy or Keon White is there, but I don't know if Will Anderson. I, I really and I'm I'm in the minority on this, I think, but I am worried about a guy at 240 pounds. And I've seen the tape, I've seen how he handles power, and he does well, but I'm just worried about a guy at 240 pounds playing with his hand in the dirt every single snap and needing to to win with power on the edge. I'm just not it it, it makes me skeptical. Yeah. If it was if I put Tyree Wilson there instead of Will Anderson. I might consider it, but even then, I think the drop off from Wilson to Murphy, it's big, but it's not as big as Carter to Brzee. Um, so I'm going Jalen Carter at five dollars. So I got five bucks left for the last three spots. Oof. Give me go two, two, one, three, one. Zach one. Harrison, which and I like Keon White, and like you definitely see the explosiveness in flashes in his tape and it's like it's ridiculous but when i watch zach harrison it's like he's cruising a lot of the game he's doing he's asked to do a lot of uh contain and just so it kind of looks like he's not doing a lot but really he's just protecting the edge i think yeah and then when they need a play zach harrison makes a play It, it seems as simple as that on his tape he just flips a switch gets the job done and Ohio state wins. Like it, it's, it's almost ridiculous in some of these games. And I, I think he's too low on a lot of draft boards right now. Ohio, but, is, not, um, Ohio is not a state. Put that out there. So that puts me <laughs> at seven bucks. Then give me my dude, Matt Bergeron for another two to put me up to nine. Bergeron can play tackle or guard. He can play left side. He can play right side. Um, I think I'd want to keep him at tackle, but if you're, you know, really locked into um, the thing that I really like about Bergeron is he just gives you so much flexibility. If you're locked yeah. into Braxton Jones at left tackle and you've already signed Mike McGlinchey or Caleb McGarry, he can play guard. And if someone gets hurt, he can kick back out to tackle like that, that flexibility. That, yeah. The flexibility and versatility on the O-line. We were talking about that last yeah. week it's like, or two weeks ago. It's especially when you're a draft prospect, you got to have it. You absolutely have to have it. If you're a center, you got to be able to play guard. If you're a tackle, you got to be able. You know what I'm saying? You just got to be able yeah. to bounce around. Well, and then I'm going one dollar on Xavier Hutchinson at wide receiver because outside it and Smith and Jigba and Quentin Johnston, I just I think Downs, Parker Washington, Xavier Hutchinson end up probably grading out. And I haven't I haven't watched a lot of the receivers, so I don't know this, but it's just my my gut feeling is they end up with a lot of being a lot closer in general to each other than the rest of this board is. So I'll just take my shot on one, on one of those three. The one that I can afford is Xavier Hutchinson. So give me him. So math guy has developed a strategy while you were giving uh, the stream, <laughs> the stream here. Uh, so I'm going to go four, three, two, one. Okay. Right? That, that's yeah. 10. Yeah. I had to second guess myself for a second there, but I was like, I have to redraft. Hold on. 
So for four dollars, I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go Jackson Smith and Jingle. I think you have to. If you if you're on a budget like this, you only have ten dollars to spend. I want to get the receiver that Justin Fields wants. Uh, for three dollars, uh, I think I'm still sticking to my guns, dude. I think I'm still taking the same three and two dollar players just because I think for the for the bargain bin guys like. And I'm not saying part of it because those are guys that are getting drafted like that at day one, early day two. But for the sake of our exercise, I'm still going to stick Keon White and Bergeron. But I have to I have to test myself here. Interior defensive line for one dollar. Out of I fucked it up. <laughs> Say it with me. At a Tomwa, at a Boire. I literally said it right. I said it right the first time. And the second time I'm like, oh God. And I was so hyped because I was like, okay, if I go Jackson Smith and Jigba for four, <laughs> I still can get a three, two, and a one. So I think I did all right. I think I did all right. But yo, let me go through. There's a lot of people that have uh, you know, actually, so I really like the idea too of Smith and Jigba. Bergeron, Harrison, Benton. Because so I really like Keon. I was gonna, yeah, I was gonna say I, I, I was thinking about Benton, but I, yeah, I didn't have enough money. I would, I would went over the cap. I won't die. <laughs> that, well, that you got, you got a downgrade from uh, Keon White <laughs> to Zach Harrison. The math wasn't math, mathing. But yo, so there's <laughs> uh there's like four or five quote tweets of people that have done there's some people in the comments. What so. they got? Uh, at Poles Goat picked Cansey, Anderson, Wright, and Jackson Smith and Jigba. Uh, Matt Burke said this Ooh, is tough. I like that. Shout out, shout out so to Burke. That? So that's Cansey, Anderson. So that's eight. Wright brings it to 11, 15 on the dot. It's, the math was math. And for Poles, um, a lot did one, and he put his money signs next to it for, for us. Thank you a lot. Uh, Jalen Carter, five. Peter Skaronski, four. Jackson Smith and Jigba, four. Zach Harrison, two. It's a good one. That is a good one. A lot of a lot of the higher-level guys. Uh, Coach Dale at Diesel, DC3. Carter, Anderson, Jackson Smith and Jigba. And then he said, Tony, I'm assuming that's our guy. That's not question. Wait, okay. who is it? He said, Tony. So he's talking about added to Oh, okay. Yeah, Tony. It's talking about Adeboire. I'm just gonna go Adeboire because yeah. I can say yeah. it times. Um, and then I think I think I think his nickname is Tony, or it might be Tomy. I don't know. Tomy, yeah, yeah. Uh, oh, like a rock says Anderson, Jackson Smith, and Jigba, Pansy, and Wright. And then someone in the comments also says uh, Brzee, Skaronski, Jack, Jackson Smith, and Jigba. Right. So. A lot of activity, over over a thousand views already. So as the night goes on, more more people will interact with that. But and we'll we'll reply out a fresh one at ten dollars for yeah. Well, the for bargain who want a real real mind bender. Absolutely. But is there anything else that you want to address on this week's show? I think I think we went through it all. I mean, I'm still just just ready. Just like get me to draft day. Get me to the Bears are on the clock. The trade is in because we will well, say the pick is in and the pick's going to be a trade, but that's fine. Like we're still going to have a pick on the first day. Uh, the hopes are that we can maybe acquire two first round picks. You should get a King's ransom for this pick. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. I mean, so the expectation is you get, you get two, right? You, you get, you trade down to four, you're getting in these pick next year, which is like Indy might be picking top five next year. Dude, they're going to they're they're suck like, again, yeah. I mean, well, and the beauty of it is, like, as much as I love Justin Fields and I want him to succeed and I believe he's going to succeed, there's always a chance that a guy doesn't succeed, right? The chance is always there. But if you're sitting there next year saying we got, I don't know, pick, let's just say 15 and pick number four and whoever has the top pick already has a quarterback, you can get start having a lot of fun thinking about Caleb Williams. Oh, my God. Don't say that. 
And I mean, I'm saying I don't believe that's going to be the case because I think Justin Fields is going to do it. But I love a good backup plan, you know? Yeah. And he's, yeah, he is a dog. Yeah. I love Caleb Williams. But I don't, listen. And if this is my dog, this is my dog. If you don't need him and your pick is high enough for him or Drake May, suddenly you're sitting there saying, I can trade down again. And your return starts becoming exponential real quick. Like you turn the number one overall pick into like four first round picks at that point, maybe five. Yeah, you're just wheeling and dealing at that point. Yeah. There, there's just a lot of ways to. I mean, look at the Eagles. The Eagles have done a master's class in how to do this. They have two first round picks again this year. They had two last year. I mean, they just keep trading down. And they, and they went to the Super Bowl. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So Yeah, it's just stupid. Like, Ed, the guy, uh, Ian Cunningham was with Philly. You know, this has to be a thought in his head. So, I mean, there's just a, there's just a lot. And I just remember what I was thinking of earlier when you were, you were ranting about this being the most important Bears offseason in the history. That right there is why. That ability to be – to go get a pick for next year that could be top five. And the ability to take that pick and if Fields works out to turn that into more future top 15 picks, at least probably. I mean, it's, that is a huge, huge benefit to have. And the bears have it. You don't come across this opportunity often. I mean, you probably, as a fan, you probably only see this opportunity once in your life, you know, where your team has the number one pick and they don't need the number one pick. Yeah, because the draft is a weird thing where it's like a couple months ago it was Carter and Anderson at one, and that's what we were all talking about. And now it is solidified that it's going to be one of the quarterbacks. We just don't know who, you know. So yeah, it's a lot. It's beautiful. I don't like the way that all the series of events have unfolded to create for us to even get the number one pick, right? Week 18, the Texans beat the Colts. We lose literally every fucking game that we played this year. Like, I know we won three, but we, did, we didn't win any games. You know what I'm saying? Like, And we did it in a year where we maybe had a little – like, I definitely had higher expectations than what we saw on the field. But they say everything happens for a reason, right? Not to get too tinfoil hat, but you trade up in a previous regime and you go up and get – who you think to be is the guy, Justin Fields, right? And now, a hundred plus million dollars, the number one pick, and like you said, probably another top fifteen pick, top ten pick this year. Hopefully, another top ten, top fifteen pick next year. You know what I'm saying? And then, I mean, I'll, if they're if they're moving down further than, I mean, honestly, four. It's three. I think you. I think your price is three first round picks. Price keeps going up. That's the most important thing to keep in mind, Bears fans. Just keep wheeling and dealing. Uh, Ryan Poles, we're about to see if he's a master negotiator right here. Like if he yeah. if he can if if he knows the art of a deal. Um, I was once told AF AFC <laughs> AFC always fucking close. Uh, and yeah, that's basically what we need him to do. And if he can take care of the the business and. We still get one of the guys that we talked about in both exercises today, or yeah. you know, we stay in the top five this year, and the team that we traded to sucks so bad they stay in the top five next year. That just continues the more like that goes on the storyline of how we are going to be able to build this team and turn it around. And like yeah. as crazy as it sounds, if the Bears are able to build a Super Bowl contender or a Super Bowl winner out of this team that they're going to build because it's definitely not going to be with the guys we got in that locker room right now. You have to remember these small moments. These are huge turning points. You know what I'm saying? So be so, careful. Who, be careful who we trade with. I definitely now all things considered want it to be the Colts or the Texans because they're both garbage organizations. Jim Irsay so is probably hammered right now. We know that. I mean, Eberflus is going to get a linebacker in this draft, right? hundred percent. Who's it going to be? I don't know who – like, I've had a really hard time as I'm going through these mocks trying to 
Because I'm trying to be conscious of that. Like, Eberflus is a linebacker mentally. You know, he's by when he was a player, he was that a linebacker. Is, he came into coaching as a linebacker. Like, that is it, after after he signs Bobby Okariki, too, because Okariki's already there. Yeah. So, like, I think I, I, I'm watching out for Jack Campbell out of Iowa. Say what? He's, Iowa? He's the biggest fit. Yeah. Yeah, I know Joey's dude, if going we, nuts right now. But. If we, yeah, no, yeah, Joey is just creaming right now. But, dude, if you have the all Big Ten linebacker core, like, that's just cool and tough. That's just Midwest. And we, at least from my perspective, outside of Notre Dame, the Bears really don't utilize the schools that are around us Illinois, yeah. Wisconsin, Iowa, uh, Kentucky, they got Valus from Tennessee. That's kind of close. You know what I'm saying? But, you know, utilize the schools that are around you to find the talent. Dude, so. I've seen Toto in a lot of drafts, though, in a lot of mocks. I mean, Toto. Yeah. Um, Toto makes some sense, but, like. The former. Like, the former all these guys tennis. are light. All these guys are so no, light yeah. in their pants. And I don't think that that's what they're looking for. <laughs> well, <laughs> he basically said they don't got enough meat. But you got sometimes you got to remember this is a podcast that was built on on putting your meat on the table. But I think I mean, the position is just changing. Cool. The position is just changing, though, dude. The linebackers we're not looking at Lance Briggs and Brian Urlacher's or Ray Lewis's. Anymore, right. You know what I'm saying? The position's a lot different. They're they're smaller guys. Right, but the scheme doesn't call for that. I don't think you know, like yeah. it's. I mean, I guess you could be smaller, but you need to be able to fight through the blocks, which it's harder to do when you're smaller. And I think that's part of the benefit of going back to this type of scheme right now is that the NF these these guys are cheaper in draft capital and in dollars to find because there's not much of a market for them, right? So, like a guy like Noah Sewell, who might not go, in the oh top yeah, like he has a motor though, in this scheme. It's like, I mean, Bill Belichick's been doing it for years. He changes his scheme every time, like his personnel to what the NFL's not doing because it's easier to find those guys. Bill Belichick will be at the Chattanooga Pro Day a week week from today. But But yeah, Sewell doesn't have the length, though. Like, I know he's a little guy. Yeah. Yeah. And obviously, he has the name recognition with his brother. Like, but I've seen him play. Makes some sense. But he's so raw. He, he misses a lot of tackles. Yeah. Well, which doesn't sound like their guy. I really think Jack Campbell is a guy they're going to target. A man once told me that um, linebackers don't need to tackle in today's NFL. So, Or my personal favorite in the uh, seventh round, Ryan Greenhagen out of Fordham. Yes. Say less. Fordham. I, don't, I haven't watched I didn't even know they had football. All I know Fordham about has him a is his team? size, and he's 245 pounds at six foot one. So he might not have the length, but he's got he brings brings the hammer. Well, he's probably 243. The other two pounds are his neck roll, but like that guy, <laughs> it, 100 has to wear a neck roll, like without even yeah. having to see him. But yeah, I I just the, the possibilities are endless, bro, at, at every position too, and that's why it's going to be so hard from a content not. Not necessarily hard from a content standpoint, but like we're we're probably not going to be right this year outside of maybe the first round because it's such a crap shoot. Maybe we'll predict some of the free agents because I know that's one thing that every year we always take pride in and as part of this podcast is trying to figure out maybe we won't get the guy, but we'll get the position group. But I know in years past, just to name a few, like uh, Amp, who does more articles and let, let, you know he doesn't podcast anymore, he got Mooney. He picked Darnell Mooney to go to the Bears. That is the most random and crazy uh, draft pick prediction that we've had. I picked Komet when they got him. Um, I know we've had people that, that have picked other ones like Jalen Johnson. Year, and stuff. I, I, call, I called Brisker live last year. Yeah, Brisker on the show last year. Um we as a podcast, I think, just kind of said corner. So we didn't say um, that they were going to get Gordon, but we were just like, yeah, I, th- yeah. I think they're going corner here. But, yeah, dude, that's that's the most fun part, especially with having the show and, and, and doing articles, is to try and predict who we're going to get. And I just think this year you'll drive yourself crazy because there's so many different combinations, as you saw with what we just did with the 15 and $10 exercise. So, Yeah. Yeah, 
I think uh, I'm excited. Free agency's got to get here. It's going to change the entire draft outlook. Uh, two final comments, and then we'll close out for the show for today. But Scott says Laporta, hashtag Hawkeyes. And Alap says MOTT player. Meet on the table. <laughs> yes. We'll have to uh, we'll have to add the MOTT uh, rating to the, <laughs> the draft exercise for the stream this year. Yeah. Uh, we'll have to sit down and figure out what their MOTT score is. But do you have any final thoughts before we close out today's show? Well, we also got the uh, Gotti rating. What's a Gotti rating? G-O-T-D-I-H. Got that dog in him. Got that dog in him, yep. <laughs> well, shit. That, that was a good show. It was a good one, man. I, I'm glad you uh, you came up with those because I was not – when you were sending, you told me to send a graphic. I thought you were talking about just like to put a graphic up on the show while we were talking. I had no idea that it was going to be an <laughs> exercise that gave us a whole a great second half of the show. But yeah, man, I'm very excited. Um, we did take a week off last week, but that won't be a thing. Like we're obviously going to be back. Like we said, with this being a very important off season, we'll be here every step of the way. Uh, do you have the exact date that free agency starts? Because got to be right around the corner. I know it's usually like the first or second week of March. I think it's the 12th. Let me double check that. So we'll be in the chart. I mean, I wouldn't even be opposed to doing a free agency special because if you have the most money, right, in free agency, theoretically, you should be just like the first person to make that splash shining, right? March 13th is when the tampering period opens up. March 15th is when the stuff can go official. Okay, March 13th to 15th. So we'll be back couple times before then but i mean i wouldn't even be opposed to doing a free agent special right because similar to the draft we're going to be right i mean we're pretty much going to need to it's going to be busy like there's going to be oh no i'm saying i'm saying like uh like the second that shit like like the stock market like bears on tap is live like we're here because if you have the most money like i said theoretically you should be spending money right away yeah there should be no hesitation in our in our free agency plans, because if you sit on your hands, you're going to lose an opportunity on some guys. But that's another story for another day. Uh, it was a great episode. Uh, I'm glad to be back on the mic. Make sure to throw uh, Quentin a follow at Buckus Stats and make sure go, to uh, go check out my offensive tackle preview. You just put out an offensive tackle and, preview article. And it has YouTube videos for each of the five guys that I talked about. Full breakdowns. Orlando Brown, who's going to get tagged, I think, if it's not official yet. Um, And then Mike McGlinchey, Caleb McGarry, Jawan Taylor, and Isaiah Wynn. Like two on each. And don't forget to continue uh, with the model, putting together the free agents and the uh, draft picks. And then, obviously, we have a couple of new graphics, obviously, that Quentin worked on with the – the fifteen dollar, and we'll put down a ten dollar. Uh, yeah. Build a bear workshop graphic. But, <laughs> build a bear workshop. Yeah, build a bear workshop. But or build the bears, I guess you should say. But we'll say build a bear because it just sounds so much better. But yeah, great episode. Show uh, Quentin some love. Follow him at Buckus Stats. Go ahead and follow the main account at Bears on Tap, and then follow me at Beat on Three Hundred. I'm back in triple digits. It took me like two months to get 101 followers back which i like i guess i just don't get love out here in these streets anymore but find a way to get back to being beat on 700 because it's like you know i didn't even have that many followers to begin with but 101 is not good enough uh but we'll be back with you guys uh, either next wednesday or thursday to get you guys more prepared for free agency and then obviously we will we'll still be talking some draft but as always whether you're with us for the whole hour or just a couple minutes we do appreciate you showing some support uh, like, comment, and subscribe on the podcast, and stay tuned because um, I, I see that they've been doing madness with the YouTube shorts. Our shorts, not to suck our own dicks real quick, but our shorts are doing numbers, and yeah. I like looking at them. Our, our video editor, Brian, does a great job, and I, I just think it, it adds a whole new element to our show where it looks so much more professional than just like, two dudes just sitting here with a spreadsheet now talking about the bears, you know? So yeah, I love it. I love it. Everything is coming together and 
the most important offseason. So I, I think there's no better time. But really do appreciate you all for listening to this week's show. I'll throw everyone a follow. We'll be back to you guys next week. And bear down. Bear down.